Beast Watch News, watching the rising beast of Revelation. I'm at Passover in Jerusalem this week, so this was recorded last week. In keeping with the importance of you understanding how to spot false doctrine of Judaism, which is leaven, I will explain more about this in a few minutes. Here is a Breaking Israel news article that is a fine example of religious distortion, the kind that is favorable to Jewish understanding and unfavorable to everyone else. This will be followed by a few words about Passover. Breaking Israel News is the forefront mouthpiece of the International Jewish Conversion Rings Outreach Program to Christians whom they dub Gentiles. This article from last week, Palestinian Nationalism's Nazi Roots, tells us some historical truths about the connection between Germany and the Palestinians in history but the Jews fail to make the biblical connection that is what I want to bring to you today the difference between the historical and the biblical both of which can be twisted it is imperative that you be able to spot the religious Leviathan twists in what the rabbis say so that you won't be caught in the danger the article says in the beginning it is undeniable that during World War II many Muslims allied with Germany and hundreds of thousands of them fought for the Nazis and that it is also well documented that Imam al-Husseini requested and received from Hitler a promise not to permit Jews fleeing Europe to arrive in Palestine a plan that was being initiated by the English and American governments this undoubtedly led to many Jews being unable to flee and dying in Nazi death camps. Here there is no mention of the historical fact that the United States rejected Jewish refugees prior to and into the early years of World War II. The twist being presented is to lay all rejection of the Jews coming out of Germany on the Palestinians a case against the Palestinians and a false history of America's welcoming of Jewish refugees is being made one would not want to give a bad impression of US and Jewish relations during a time of unparalleled admiration of a US president by the Jews in Israel the article follows up with more historical information but here is the statement I want to get to he says this union between the Aryan master race ideals of Nazism and the very Semitic Palestinians seems unlikely. In analyzing this Jewish author's words, you will also learn some history of the ancient house of Israel after the dispersion, which I think you'll find interesting. The author is now attempting to define the Aryans based on Jewish bias and without historical fact or biblical understanding and notice also that he calls the Palestinians Semitic as I have pointed out many times 
Jews really do know that the Palestinians are not Arab, but mostly descendants of the tribes of Israel. Genome studies show that the Palestinians are up to 77% Hebrew, with 16% being Edomite. The rest are from the northern tribes, but the Jews don't want to admit that. There is no reason for the Semitic connection to other Semitic people to confuse us. Let me explain. The Aryans are not some unknown race. They are House of Israel descendants. The Germans, especially, are mostly from the tribe of Dan, who were known to be tall, blonde, and blue-eyed. They are the Saxons of the Anglo-Saxons who conquered Britain. Chester L. Quarles, author of Christian Identity, said, Christian Identity is not a denomination, but a loosely organized movement embracing a range of beliefs. Its foundation is the theory that Anglo-Saxons, and Aryans in most cases, are the true descendants of the lost tribes of Israel and are the chosen people of God. Chester was talking about radical Christian identity groups like the Ku Klux Klan, a periphery and very violent group who hates everyone who is not them, especially the Jews, because of the Kingdom of Israel civil war that entrenched hatred by the House of Israel against the House of Judah and vice versa. The Ku Klux Klan is an extreme ideology and one to be rejected. The point I'm making is that some of the more honest and scholarly historians know who the Anglo-Saxons are. They know who the Germans are too. Both the Brits and the Germans are descended from Aryans. Other scholars have shown that the Aryans were from Israel after the dispersion. Another fact about the Aryans, though, is that they are a later migration of the House of Israel from the time of the Indo-Aryan and then later the Persian empires. There is an etymological word connection between the word Aryan and Iran. Did you know that Siddhartha Gautama, known as the Buddha, was Aryan? He was, in fact, an Israelite who had been dispersed eastward from the land of Israel. He was an actual historical figure who was a tall, blonde, and blue-eyed prince of the province of Kapilavastu. Here are a few links about Gautama's complexion. The Atlantic, Old Goths Blogspot, and New World Encyclopedia. Few historians have connected the light complexion of the Indo-Aryans with the House of Israel. Yahweh intended for us to disappear from the face of history until such a time as this, when some scholars are now only making the connection between the lighter-skinned, lighter-eyed, and taller Israelite northern tribes. 
in my opinion Buddhism which is the creation of one man now followed by millions was the result of the house of Israel's dispersion from the land Gautama was a wandering mendicant whose soul was lost and seeking God but he couldn't find Yahweh Gautama was able to make peace with himself and teach others how to do that as well and how to find as much as Yahweh which was very little as he could ascertain the rest of Gautama's life was spent attempting to live out the kindness and grace of the Torah with little understanding of what his soul was actually doing that his ancestors had rejected while they still lived in Israel as part of the covenant of Abraham it is sad really but an excellent example of what a soul bereft of hope from God looks like so now who are the Palestinians well believe it or not many of them know they are physical descendants of Jacob they are of the same ancestry as the British and the Germans this knowledge brings new understanding to Ezekiel 38:21, which tells us that Gog a physical descendant of Reuben in the end of days will go to war against his own brothers in the final battle of the 2900 year old civil war in the mountains of Israel now called the West Bank here is the sad truth about the fight between the Palestinians the mostly northern house of Israel descendants and the southern house of Judah Jews they both know who each other is and they still continue to fight over supremacy in Yahweh's land they don't understand that the land does not belong to either of them it belongs to Yahweh he decides who lives in the land man does not yet these two houses continue to fight each other after 2900 years of civil war over the question of who will get the land Rabbi Pincus Winston makes the connection between this fight and the return of the Messiah but he wrongly identifies who the people are when he says the Arabs were trained by the Nazis the Nazis were defeated but the Arabs were not the Arabs are their continuation he told this to Breaking Israel News you see this graphically in the Arab anti-Israel propaganda which is identical to the Nazi anti-Semitic propaganda Palestinians are a creation of the Arab world simply for the sake of doing politics and public relations what they failed to do militarily of course their propaganda is identical they are the same people separated by millennia and geography but their DNA remembers their roots I keep telling you our DNA tells our story all the way back to the beginning believe it you are witnessing this fact 
The other fact is that the Palestinians are Muslim because they were captured in Esau's religion. The other Edomite religion is Christianity. The house of Israel is in Christianity, Islam, Buddhism, and other world religions. Winston goes on to recount the Vilna Gaon's doctrine regarding Esau, Ishmael, and the mixed multitude that came out of Egypt with the Israelites. He states, There are three klipot, husks of impurity, Esav or Esau, Ishmael, and Erev Rav, the mixed multitude. The Erev Rav works to bring Esav and Ishmael to destroy the Jewish people. He explained that this related to the Jewish concept of a two-stage Messiah, beginning with Moshiach from the house of Joseph, a practical process, he calls it, that includes building up the land of Israel and the ingathering of the exiles. It is from Vilna Gaon's doctrine that today's Jews see a Messiah in Donald Trump, a Messiah figure like Cyrus. Trump is from the house of Joseph as a descendant of the tribe of Reuben, one of whose offspring was Gog. He may be the last leader in the long line of presidents from the time of the creation of the state of Israel who has fulfilled what the Jews are looking for in Messiah ben Yosef, whom they call Cyrus but they are looking in the wrong place for Messiah ben Yosef. Yeshua already fulfilled that role for the house of Israel, also known as the house of Ephraim, also known as the house of Joseph. The Messiah ben Yosef's job was to restore the house of Israel back to the covenant of Abraham. Had the Jews of Yeshua's day not rejected him, he could have rebuilt the Israelite empire. Instead, they are still looking for this Messiah 2,000 years later. What a shame, because Yeshua will not return as the suffering servant, the Messiah ben Joseph, but will come as the king and conqueror Messiah ben David, whom the Jews also do not understand. But now listen to this and see if this Jewish doctrine makes sense. He says, Ishmael, from the side of Klippa, or impurity, is the impure Hamar donkey, which corresponds to Moshiach ben David on the side of Kedusha, holiness. Moshiach ben Yosef is the holiness that corresponds to the impurity of Esav on the side of the shore, bull. Esav comes to destroy Moshiach ben Yosef, just as Ishmael comes to destroy Moshiach ben David. They work in tandem trying to separate Moshiach ben David from Moshiach ben Yosef. Wow! Judaism's view of the two messiahs is nonsensical. There is no holiness that can correspond to Esau or Ishmael, period. Yahweh attributes holiness only to his own people, biblical Israel, not to mention the fact that the Messiah is one entity, not two. 
Yeshua is both Messiah ben Joseph and Messiah ben David. Judaism does not understand holiness or Messiah. Winston continues, The point is that the connection between the Palestinians and Muslims with the Nazis is not just a relationship of convenience. Esau and Ishmael are intrinsically linked and this connection has Kabbalistic roots with Mashiach implications. That is why Esau marries Makala, the daughter of Ishmael, to forge an evil alliance against the descendants of Yaakov. Here, Winston gets some truth. Esau and Ishmael are intrinsically linked through Esau's marriage to Ishmael's daughter, Mahalat. The Bible, though, says Esau married her because he saw how displeasing his Canaanite wives were to Isaac and Rebekah. Esau and Ishmael have had an evil alliance against Jacob, but Ishmael suffered under Esau because Ishmael's house was usurped by Esau. All kinds of men, Gentiles and Hebrews, even two women, Shifra and Pua, were given houses, meaning a legacy, but Ishmael was given no legacy. He only received the promise of twelve princes. One would think, with twelve princes in tow, that a house, a legacy, would be in store, but not so in the Bible. Esau got Ishmael's legacy and became the patriarch of both clans, pushing Ishmael aside. Furthermore, Ishmael showed kindness to Jacob's descendants sometimes. In the Exodus wilderness, it was the Edomites who refused water to the Israelites and went to war with them. But Ishmael, in the wilderness of Zin, never raised a hand against Israel. It is also true that the Ishmaelites will nurture Yahweh's bride in the same wilderness during the Great Tribulation, and that Ishmael has a place in Yahweh's coming kingdom. The Edomites have yet to do an act of kindness to Israel. Now, back to Rabbi Winston. Though it is generally agreed in rabbinic sources that Ishmael is represented today by Islam and the Arab world, identifying Esau today is a bit more complicated. It may be difficult for Jews who don't want to see the truth to identify Esau. In fact, a prevalent teaching in Judaism is that all Christians are Esau and all Muslims are Ishmael. This is a convenient but oversimplification of the truth. But here is a simple truth. Yahweh tells us what to look for. Red. Esau is red. His nation is red. First, Islam is an Edomite religion just as is Christianity in which the house of Israel is trapped. Over the millennia, many from the house of Judah have gotten trapped in these Edomite religions. 
This is important to understand because in my three-part teaching on Esau, I showed that Esau is mixed in with the Israelites wherever they go. This is why the blue of Jacob is mixed with the red of Esau against a white backdrop in the American flag. All Western nations' flags have red, white, and blue in them. Somewhere inside our people, we know we are mixed with both Jacob and Esau. It became this way for the Jews because Judaism has always had a conversion agenda that goes back 2,500 years. In 150 BC, John Hyrcanus fought and conquered the Edomites in battle. Those who were not conquered in battle were marched to Jerusalem, forcibly circumcised, and converted to Judaism. If Judaism was a confused doctrinal mess at that time, imagine what happened when the Edomites began to rise to power. Herod was, after all, an Edomite. The Bible calls him an Idumean. That's Greek for Edomite. So, we know where the Edomites are. They are among the house of Judah and the house of Israel, and they are all over and the founders of Christianity and Islam. They are with the Jews all over the world, and with the Christians all over the world too. Plus, they are known through DNA studies to be mixed in with the House of Israel northern tribes that we now call Palestinians. The Jewish doctrine that all Christians are Edomites and all Muslims are Ishmaelites is false. But here's more of what Winston has to say. Esau has three components, business, religious, and the bully. Russia is clearly the bully Esau, which is difficult to deal with, but it is still possible. Rome is the religious Esau. America is the businessman Esau, which you can bargain with. And bargain with America, they do, particularly now that Donald Trump is available. Rabbi Winston noted that Esau is frequently identified as Christianity since the church began to flourish after it was centered in Rome, the nation most closely identified with biblical Esau, but the rabbi emphasized that not all of Christianity is prophesied to fulfill a negative function in the end of days. Well, historically, as I have said, this is correct. To cast the pall of Esau on everyone but the Jews is not correct. Constantine was an Edomite who founded Christianity in Rome. The original Catholic Church was, and still is, just look at the red robes, an Edomite institution. Rome was nicknamed Basra by the Jews because it had become an Edomite city and nation. The native Italians were originally light-skinned, light eyes, and had light hair. When the Edomite mercenaries arrived to help them during the Greek-Hellenic Wars, they didn't leave. The Edomites stayed, did what they had always done, starting in Genesis 36, and pushed the house of Israel Italians 
into northern Italy. And isn't it interesting that the house of Israel always seems to go north? I guess it comes from being the northern tribes of Israel. Religion had become a war tool in Esau's quest to rid the earth of Jacob's descendants. He couldn't conquer Israel under the Babylonian, Persian, or Greek empires using only war. This is why he added religion to his arsenal. If you can't beat them, absorb them. Make them forget who they really are. Winston bases his confusing nonsense about the two messiahs and Esau and Ishmael on the Talmud. Then he ends the article with a comment about righteous Gentiles saying, This is what we are seeing today in the Christians who support Israel. One day all our Hebrew Israelite people will know the truth. It won't be skewed by religious dogma and hatred that blinds the eyes of one brother for another. And guess where the Pope falls in the latest status of Jerusalem? Talking about Edomites. To start, let's understand that the Roman Catholic Church is still as Edomite today as it was 1700 years ago. Pope Francis has been working openly to bring Esau and Ishmael together by enhancing Christian-Muslim relations, as it says in this article on Breaking Israel News. On the return flight from a recent visit to Morocco where the official state religion is Islam, the Pope spoke with journalists about his vision for uniting the descendants of Esau and the descendants of Ishmael. Here is what this means. The Pope hopes to contain and continue to control the descendants of Jacob who are still trapped inside the institutions of Christianity and Islam, both of which are Catholic creations. Pope Francis said, Coexistence between Christians and Muslims is a beautiful flower that promises to bear fruit We must not give up, knowing that there still will be difficulties, many difficulties, because, unfortunately, there are intransigent groups, you know, like the ones who refuse to disobey the Catholics, you know, Protestants and so forth. The Pope visited the United Arab Emirates to finalize the Abu Dhabi Agreement in February 2019. Zaki Anwar Nasube, a minister of the state in the United Arab Emirates government, said, The invitation to the Holy Father solidifies the UAE's status as the most responsible power in the Persian Gulf region, and it gives testament to the Emirati leadership's determination to transcend the bloody cruel fanaticism that has disfigured the house of Islam and brought ruin to Christians and other minorities unfortunate enough to dwell inside it. Histories and religions tend to skew the truth in favor of those writing the history and making up the religious rules. Leaving Babylon means, among many things, getting the leaven out. 
Since this is Passover season, let me talk about leaven. Jews and people who don't know better say that leaven is sin. So at Passover they will tell you to get the sin out of your lives. Well, getting the sin out is a good practice all year long. But that is not what leaven is. Leaven is not sin. It is false doctrine. Matthew 16.6 Then Yeshua said to them, Take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. Well, immediately the disciples began to talk among themselves about what Yeshua meant. They thought he was upbraiding them for not having enough bread with them. But in verse 11, he says, Yeshua says to them, How is it that you do not understand that I spoke it not to you concerning bread, that you should beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees? In other words, how did you misunderstand what I said? And in verse 12, Yeshua says, Then they understood that he bade them not beware of the leaven of bread. It wasn't about the physical bread that they were lacking, but the doctrine of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. This is where we learn about Yeshua teaching his apostles and then later Paul to do away with the law. Which law? The Talmud. The Jewish law, Judaism. Let me add in here that Yeshua did not approve Edomite law either. Yeshua did not want his people being caught in Roman Catholic law either. Raised bread is not the issue. Yeast, leavening agent, is not the issue. Leaven is false doctrine. The false doctrine of Judaism from before the time Yeshua walked the earth to the present day. The spiritual significance of the matzah during the exodus was the getting rid of Egyptian false doctrine. The story of the 40 year wandering is about how the children of Israel failed to get the leaven of the Egyptians out of their souls. Yes, they came out with the physical unleavened bread, but they failed to understand the deeper significance for the kingdom they were trying to enter. It caused them to fail to enter. Judaism is not representative of Yahweh's kingdom. It is full of false doctrine. Therefore, Jews would do well to get out of Judaism. Christianity is not representative of Yahweh's kingdom either. Therefore, we must get out of Christianity. Why does leaven represent false doctrine and not sin? It is because false doctrine leads to sin. Second, under false doctrine, rabbis and preachers can present believers with their own list of sins which totally ignore the Torah's Yahweh's list under the rabbis and preachers lists people become very busy and self-absorbed about how their religious 
performance is coming and they get full of anxiety about their fate based on their performance. But Yeshua said his yoke is easy and his burden is light. The Torah's list of commandments are quantifiable, result-oriented. The commandments are performed openly where everyone can see what you are doing. Everyone knows if you are keeping Sabbath, going to the feasts in Jerusalem, eating pigs and shellfish, returning lost items to the rightful owner, paying employees the same day they do the work, etc. These are not hard. But the lies in Judaism and Christianity is that they are difficult to the point that either they must be elaborated on endlessly because people are too stupid to stay in touch with Yahweh to know what he thinks of their performance, Judaism, or they just chuck most of them saying the commandments are too hard than handing you a list made up by the denomination you're in, Christianity. Keeping the commandments leads to not worrying about your status before Yahweh. It eases your soul and most of the 613 don't apply to everyone. There are commandments for the priests, some for the men, and some for women, along with some for the land. So get the leaven of false doctrine out this Passover. Get rid of the lies of Christianity and Judaism. Test all your doctrinal understanding against what the Bible actually says and not what you think or what others say it says you'll be better off for it and now Passover Chag Sameach that's it for this Beast Watch News update this is Kimberly Rogers Brown signing off click over to BeastWatchNews.com for full comprehensive coverage of all the headlines fulfilling end of days Bible prophecies